Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Eight dead in and around Atlanta in what may be anti-Asian crime. And so? The NYPD increases its presence in Asian communities following the Atlanta spa killing spree. I'm Sean Adams, Flushing. President Biden now says Governor Cuomo should resign if the Attorney General's investigation confirms the sex harassment claims against him. I'm Marla Diamond. The Partnership for New York wonders how long Midtown will be a ghost town. We're down 900,000 people who normally commute, shop, work 9 to 5 in Manhattan offices. On this day we're wearing the green, the New York Assembly Speaker says the smoke hidden of the green may be close. I'm optimistic that it will be resolved sooner than later. The NYPD increases its presence in Asian communities following the Atlanta spa killing spree. I'm Sean Adams, Flushing. We'll hear from Brad about the uh, end of one winning streak and the end of one losing streak. We'll check our news radio archives for this date's milestones on Wednesday, the 17th of March. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. Good morning, it's Wayne Cabot. Nice to have you with us on St. Patrick's Day. I don't know what's going on, but I did notice, uh, at least anecdotally, a surge in traffic this morning. Is it just muscle reflex or people just coming in hoping there's a parade? Uh, yeah, there's not for the second year, unfortunately, in New York City. Just a virtual parade and a very small gathering, but that is it. You'll have to have your own St. Patrick's Day celebration. The weather, damp and dreary today with drizzle and high about 50 this afternoon. Six people of Asian descent are among those killed in three separate shootings in and around Atlanta, apparently by the same 21-year-old suspect. CBS News correspondent Naomi Ruckham has our update. Eight people are dead after three Atlanta-area spas came under gunfire. The suspect was identified as Robert Aaron Long, but he is currently in custody. The Cherokee County Sheriff's Office believes 21-year-old Long shot five people, killing four at Young's Asian Massage Parlor in Ackworth, Georgia. Completely devastated. This woman's uncle is the sole gunshot survivor. We never know when we're at the wrong place at the wrong time. 30 miles south, Atlanta police say it is extremely likely that Long is also the suspect who then killed four more people at two other spas. Naomi Ruckham, CBS News. Sean Adams is in Flushing one of the Asian communities where the NYPD has sent patrols in response. Sean, good morning. What are the police saying? Well, the NYPD wants to assure New Yorkers there is no apparent link between New York 
and the spa killing spree in the Atlanta area that appears to have targeted Asian women. Now, whenever such events occur around the globe, the NYPD mobilizes. So what does that mean? One, you are going to see increased presence uh, in sensitive locations. I've seen some flashing lights out this morning. Uh, so we're talking about Asian communities here in Flushing, Sunset Park, Chinatown in Manhattan. Two, the counterterrorism unit is quite aggressive. Uh, they gather their own intelligence. They don't wait to be told things by the federal government. They get their own information, uh, and they monitor all the known channels used by hate groups and terror organizations. So assets being deployed to different corners of New York City, that's being done to reassure people. It's being done as a precaution. Wayne? How prevalent uh, have been crimes targeting Asians? Well, last year uh, there was a spike. So in New York City, we know in response to an increase in apparent uh, bias incidents uh, linked to, to the COVID pandemic, the NYPD formed uh, a unit, the Asian Hate Crime Task Force, comprised of 25 Asian-American detectives. They speak 10 different languages, so they can fan out in communities and really try to get to the, the core of what's going on here. And then uh, you had some statistics released this week. According uh, to the group Stop AAPI Hate, that's uh, Asian American Pacific Islander Communities, Stop uh, Hate for, uh, Against These People, w w they said they had uh, all across the United States, 50 states, close to 4,000 complaints last year, 68% uh, verbal harassment, 11% physical, 8.5% civil rights violations, Wayne. All right, Sean, thank you. President Biden has a message to migrants lining up to enter the country from Mexico and Central America. Don't come over, his words, telling ABC the U.S. is sending back people who make the attempt. He also said that the surge is nothing new. But the Pew Research Center says levels like this have not been seen since 2019. The president is also for the first time commenting on the possible resignation of Andrew Cuomo if it gets to that point. And Marla Diamond is here with that. Uh, Marla, good morning. What is the context of what the president said? Good morning, Wayne. The president went a step further than his comments over the weekend. In an ABC interview, he said if the state attorney general's investigation confirms the sex harassment claims against Governor Cuomo, he should resign. It may very well be. There could be a criminal prosecution that is attached to it. I just don't know, but let the investigate. And I'm not, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I start with the presumption. It takes a lot of courage for women to come forward. Some are not. Anyway takes a lot of courage to come forward. So the presumption is it should be taken seriously and it should be investigated. And that's what's underway now. The president has so far stopped short of asking Cuomo to resign as New York's U.S. senators have and several top Democrats. Cuomo did not make any public appearances yesterday. He has repeatedly denied the allegation and has pleaded with the public to let the investigation play out. Marla, anything new on the Cuomo investigation? We are learning today about a letter drawn up by Cuomo allies that contained a full-on attack on the credibility of Lindsay Boylan's claims that Cuomo kissed her on the lips and suggested they play strip poker. The idea was to have former female Cuomo aides sign their names to that letter and circulate it widely. It was never sent, but the letter corroborates claims from several women of a culture of intimidation in the governor's office. Marla Diamond reporting live this morning on the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A city business group reports pandemic work changes will stay for many months and, and in many cases forever. Steve Burns hears from the Partnership for New York City on when office workers may return in big numbers here in the city. Its first estimate was the end of 2020. 
Then it got pushed back to July. Now the partnership's Catherine Wild says the same level of activity might never be back. Employers are predicting that more than half of their office employees will continue to work remotely for at least part of the time. Their survey finds just 45% of workers are expected to be back by September. And employers have learned that the company is just as productive, just as profitable, without having to pay real estate costs. Wild expects that trend to stick permanently, with ripple effects both good... Probably rents are going to go down. And not so good. The revenues of the MTA, of the subways and buses, that will have substantially fewer daily passengers. The survey also finds business travel will be severely cut back, with New York's tourism and hospitality industries likely taking a hit as a result. Steve Burns again. 45% of workers are expected to be back by September. It's the Morning News Roundup on WCBS. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's check the weather day ahead. The WCBS Exergen forecast and a good morning in the Weather Center to Bill Dagger. Hey, good morning, Wayne. We're starting out the day on a cloudy note, even some spotty sprinkles and drizzle out there. So don't be surprised if you see a few drops on your windshield this morning. Won't be much. And then later today, cloudy and dry and slightly milder this afternoon as temperatures take a run at 50 in some areas after a couple of days in the 30s. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Lows from the upper 30s in the suburbs, the 44 in Midtown. Our next storm moving in tomorrow. Dry for the morning commute, but rain arrives by late morning. Downpours in the afternoon and evening, a high near 50 again. Colder air moves in before the precipitation ends late tomorrow night and Friday morning, so a brief period of snow is likely. Uh, we're expecting accumulations mainly on non-paved services in and near the city, just a slushy coating early Friday, but there could be an inch or so in some distant suburbs beyond 287. Later Friday, the sunshine breaks through. It will be chillier, though, a high near 40. Right now, temperatures range from 31 at Terrytown to 36 in Harlem, cloudy and 36 in Middown, and Wayne, we're going up to 50 today. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Former President Donald Trump went on Fox News last night and addressed his supporters who may be anti-vax. I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it, and a lot of those people voted for me, frankly. He said the vaccine is a great vaccine, a safe vaccine, but acknowledged some of his supporters may refuse in the name of freedom. Conservative lawmakers have passed a requirement in Utah that all cell phones and tablets sold in the state automatically block pornography. Governor Spencer Cox has not said if he'll sign that. CBS will silence the talk daytime show for one more week as it investigates allegations of racist comments by host Sharon Osbourne. President Biden will be holding a news conference his first 64 days into his presidency. That's the longest time, at least in a century. President Trump's first press briefing was 27 days in. President Obama's 20 days in. And Presidents Reagan and Clinton each waited just nine days. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that Biden takes questions from reporters covering White House events regularly. But now there will finally be a formal news conference coming up uh, on March 25th. This is WCBS News Radio. I want to remind you we have our WCBS Small Business Report with Joe Connolly. They say you don't get something for nothing, and that's not true. You get a whole lot of great business advice for free tomorrow when Joe sits down with Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary. Mr. Wonderful, as they call him, has built companies from the ground up, and he's going to share what businesses need to do to survive this pandemic. It's tomorrow morning at 9 
on WCBS880.com, the WCBS Virtual Business Breakfast. It's presented by the First National Bank of Long Island, member FDIC. Sports time now on the Roundup. One streak continues for the Knicks. One ends for the Islanders, both losing on the road. Brad Heller, good morning. What's it going to take for the Knicks to actually beat the 76ers? Good morning, Wayne. Usually NBA teams stumble into a win somehow in some way. The ball bounces your way at some point, but not for the Knicks against the Sixers. They have lost 14 straight in this rivalry, if you could even call it that, going back nearly four years. The final in Philly last night, 99-96. The Knicks took a nine-point lead to the fourth quarter, but they scored just 14 points. They hit just five shots, and they fall back under 500 for the season at 20-21. and 21. While the Islanders, you knew they were going to lose at some point. The winning streak ending at nine as they fell to the Capitals in Washington 3-1. to one. The Caps are really good, too. The two teams are tied for first place in the Eastern Division with 42 points. And speaking of streaks, Wayne, the Devils had lost 11 in a row at home, but that finally ended with a 3-2 win over the Sabres at the Prudential Center. Sean, what is this allegation against uh, Deshaun Watson, the Texas Pro Bowl quarterback? He's been accused of sexual misconduct. The lawsuit was filed yesterday. The lawyer for the alleged victim actually announced it on Instagram, and Watson responded on Twitter, writing that he's already rejected a six-figure settlement offer from the plaintiff, that he looks forward to clearing his name. Watson is a three-time Pro Bowler. He has demanded a trade out of Houston. Meanwhile, the Giants... Spent some money yesterday, defensive lineman Leonard Williams, who was the friend who got the franchise tag for the second year in a row. The two sides agreeing to a long-term deal, three years, $63 million, $45 million of that guaranteed. And Wayne, the Giants also getting some help at receiver, signing former Bengals wideout John Ross. Brad Heller. It's the Wednesday WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Three things to know. St. Patrick's Day Parade will bring green into Americans' bank accounts with stimulus checks arriving for many by 9 a.m. local times. There's no St. Patrick's Day Parade, but there will be green anyway. Speaking of which, the New York State Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousin says cannabis legalization is very close in New York. We have reached a little bit of an impasse right now, and it has to do with impaired driving. She thinks this will be resolved soon. And the third thing, Eddie Van Halen's son says he declined the Recording Academy's invitation to perform in the In Memoriam segment at the Grammys. Wolf Van Halen writes on Instagram that the Academy asked him to play the Van Halen song Eruption, but he felt that nobody could live up to what his father did for music. From our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for March 17th. Mayor de Blasio says he's considering a shelter-in-place order. Like On this date in 2020. Francisco, though Governor Cuomo says any shelter-in-place decisions are his call, and he is not considering one. 2012, New York City. Police break up an Occupy Wall Street rally at Zuccotti Park and detain 73 people. One very poignant example for their outrage came exactly three years earlier, 2009, when New York Attorney General Andrew Cuomo said AIG, which taxpayers had just bailed out, paid out million-dollar-plus bonuses to 73 employees, including 11 who didn't even work there anymore. The whole concept of a performance bonus is oxymoronic when it comes to AIG. 2008. David Patterson, who listened to New York Radio to learn the world because he was too blind to read, is sworn in as New York governor to replace a disgraced Elliot Spitzer. I came in suddenly in March of 2008, and I fell into the trap of living crisis to crisis. 
I paid institutionally a serious price for it. The New Jersey Turnpike has paved the way to a new age in road building. But on this day, Governor Florio in 1991 raised tolls 70%. St. Patrick's Day began when a 16-year-old named Patrick was captured from his home and taken as a slave to Ireland. The year was 432, the arrival of Christianity to Ireland. 1,324 years later, New York City held its first St. Patrick's Day celebration. The year 1756, the place, the Crown and Thistle Public House on Whitehall Street, although that location has been challenged over many a pint of Guinness. Speaking of which, the Irish still debate why the bubbles flowed downward, not upward. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.